What's up, Military Millionaires? Today's episode is freaking awesome. It's with Jay Monopoly, who I met about six months ago. And I'll tell you, this guy is not even 24 yet. He's making six figures a month wholesaling. And he made his biggest deal ever after the whole coronavirus thing went out. And I mean, we're talking a deal so big that he made more money on this deal than he made his last year in the Marine Corps. And not only that, but if you check it out, this guy's got some crazy pointers for networking. He's a smart dude. He's moved all over the country. He's ruling the world or will be soon. It's just a fun episode for me because Jay is just a phenomenal dude. He let me. He opened up his office to me when I was first got out here. Super cool guy, fellow Marine, and just absolutely crushing it. So definitely check this one out. There's a ton of value in here for how to get better at wholesaling, how to build a business, and how to do anything entrepreneurship and really succeed, especially with the networking piece. There's a lot of information down in the show notes, as always, which are found at frommilitarytomillionaire.com slash podcast. Now relax and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Hey guys, on this podcast, we talk a lot about the roadblock to success for military members in getting started in real estate investing. For many of us, the barriers of time, location, and not having the right knowledge keep us from building wealth while serving our country. Well, let me tell you about Storehouse 310 Ventures. They get it. Storehouse 310 Ventures is owned by two active duty naval officers that love to make investing fun, lucrative, and have a passion for education, theirs and yours alike. They offer full turnkey rental properties in a market where the numbers make sense, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes, Milwaukee, home to the almost 2018 division titled Milwaukee Brewers, the well-known Miller Brewing Company, and a lot of delicious cheese. Storehouse 310's properties are fully renovated, leased, and have property management in place. Through their rigorous analysis and selection process, they do everything possible to ensure each rental property meets their high standards and offers fantastic returns. Storehouse 310s allows you to invest with confidence while you are living out of state. They have a network of lenders, insurance companies, contractors, a title company, and much more to serve you all along the way. There is absolutely no reason not to get started when you have the right teams and system in place. David and Stu, the owners of Storehouse 310, have been investing themselves for over 15 years. They are on a mission to help as many active duty, reserves, and military veterans create financial freedom through the power of real estate investing. They are honest, transparent, and they prioritize service and giving. They have even committed to give the first 10% of their profits to partner nonprofit organizations that support veteran causes. For more information about their program, send an email to podcast at storehouse310turnkey.com. Again, that is podcast at storehouse310turnkey.com. Tell David and Stu you heard about them through the Military Millionaire Podcast, and they will get you going down the right path. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dave from Military Millionaire, and I am here with Mr. Jay Monopoly, who I met at the North San Diego Real Estate Investor Association meetup, uh, I don't know, probably six months ago, five months ago. And he was hanging out, uh, doing his thing. We were talking wholesaling. We, we hit it off because we were Marines. And so Jay, I'm going to give a super small story, and then I'm going to let him tell on his story. But I know for a fact that Jay was in the Marine Corps as an aviation Marine for a few years. He did one term. And by the end of that term, he was making more money every month wholesaling than he was from his W-2 in the Marine Corps. And so this is going to be a fun episode because this will just tell you guys what's actually possible if you put your mind to it. So Jay, welcome to the show. I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate the intro, man. I, I, I really do. 
Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Cause uh, you know, I know a little bit about your story, but I'm sure uh, there's a little bit more that I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, uh, my name is Jesse Moreira, right? So everybody who's met me from 2017 and onwards knows me as Jay Monopoly though. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I was in the aviation field in, uh, in the Marine Corps. You know, uh, I joined the Marine Corps at 18 years old, fresh out of high school, like most people do. Um, I just knew I needed to get out of New York. And um, it was crazy because while I was in, I had a great time. I traveled to a lot of places, but I was always looking for how to make money on the side. Always. I was always looking. And I remember I went on, I was on the BHR. I was on a ship. And I don't know, for anyone who's ever been on a ship, it's depressing. So <laughs> I'm just going to pause you for a second. And I, I don't know that anyone would know this, but the Bonham Richard, that damn ship, I feel for you, is like the oldest freaking thing in the navy and i just know that when we were dealing with it for rimpac in 2018 that thing broke down in san diego it broke down in hawaii it broke down again in hawaii at one point the freaking ship like the engine caught on fire midway and they just like powered the whole ship down between islands but anyway um, (laughs) i mean i think it's getting retired but uh i don't know that thing uh anyway i was on that ship 2017 and for all of you guys who've been on the ship it's depressing as hell. And if you haven't been on a ship, I'm just telling you guys right now, it's pretty depressing. <laughs> so I, you know, I was in like my jail mentality where all I was doing was working out and reading books, right? And then um, I read this book and, and I've always been a believer that nothing in, in life is a coincidence. You know, like we're, we're meant to be on this podcast right now. Right now we're reaching somebody like at this very moment who, who's going to watch this and be inspired. So I was always, always been a believer in that. So um, I read this book called The Celestine Prophecy. And um, the book basically just said, nothing in your life is a coincidence. Um, the, more you, the more you act on those coincidences that happen, the more it pushes you closer toward your life purpose. And I was like, wow, like I, I truly believed in it very deeply, right? The next book I read, there was a, uh, one, of, one of the sailors that I was with, um, he was reading a, a real estate book. I think it was Multifamily Millions. And I started reading the book and I was like, wow, like, this real estate thing is dope. <laughs> At the time, it, it was too much knowledge for me, right? It went over my head. I had no idea anything real estate related. Um, but two days later, I get to Australia. And I finally get service on my phone. And the first person who calls me was my buddy Levi. And he goes, hey, bro, we need to get started in real estate. And I'm like, what? I'm like, bro, that can't be a coincidence because I just read this book. This said nothing to coincidence. I was like, I was like, what do I have to do? And this is, this is where it gets funny, though. He tells me, hey, listen, bro, I don't know anything about real estate either, um, but there's this guy in San Diego who, who teaches people for, like, 40 grand. So I ended up buying one of those, like, guru courses, and I ended up, I wouldn't say I got scammed, but I feel like I was, I was way under-delivered the value that I was mm. from. Um, so I started off my real estate career as a loss. <laughs> which, uh, which, which guru course was that? Oh man, I, I don't know if I can say a name on there. All right, all right, no worries, no worries. It rhymes with Shmarmando Shmantalango. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one I'm not familiar with, but I almost bought into one or one myself when I was younger. So I ended up paying it, and um, but through the network, you know, like I said, nothing's a coincidence. I, I was meant to, I was meant to start my career at a loss, I guess, um, because through that network, I met somebody who actually introduced me to flipping homes. And, um, you know, three months later, after I got back off the ship and back to the States, I did my first fix and flip. Um, 
so my first fix and flip was in Detroit, actually. Right. My first fix and flip was in Detroit and I bought it for thirty five thousand. We put twenty five K of work into it and we resold it for one hundred nice. and ten thousand. It was like that was like three months from getting back, uh, like from deployment. And like my whole life was just changed. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just knew from there on, you know that uh life would just never be the same man since then um you know i i did the flipping thing for a little bit but what really drew my attention was the wholesaling um and it, it's funny because i i thought i discovered wholesaling the first time i did it <laughs> <laughs> i actually uh i had a property under contract that i was supposed to close on to flip it and um my hard money lender last minute was said hey uh i can't lend on this deal um, I know we were supposed to close in seven days, can't do it. And they backed out. So I ended up finding a buyer and I made $12,000 on our, uh, an assignment fee. And I thought I discovered that concept. I called my mentor and I was like, yo, bro, I just did this thing where I didn't even do anything to the property and I sold it to somebody else. And he was like, yeah, bro, that's, that's called wholesaling. I was like, oh, how can I learn some more about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's pretty cool. And uh, that's kind of how I started wholesaling. And then uh, I chose Inland Empire as my market because it, was, it wasn't too far away. And I was stationed in Camp Pendleton. Yeah. Man, that's cool. So, uh, man. And then you grew very – so how – I guess my question – how long had you been out of the Marine Corps when you and I met? Mm, not, not long. Yeah, when did you get out? So I got out May 2019. Yeah. So you'd only been out for, I mean, I got here in July. So, I mean, it must've been four or five months and you were making, I don't want to spit specific numbers, but I mean, I want to say you were at like seventy, hundred thousand dollars a month with two or three guys in an office. Yeah. And, um, it, it, it's funny when people ask me when I got out, it, it, it's really funny to me because, uh, the, I would say March, 2018 is when I started to do more real estate wise than I did military wise yeah you know? you know a lot of people in my shop like they laugh about it because they're like yo bro you've been out for like two years now because 2018 <laughs> didn't even count as a year for you they <laughs> worried on my craft outside of the marine corps than in it and i'm not saying that was right um that's just how my my, my cards played at the time you know so yeah. i really feel like i've been doing this forever <laughs> yeah man so how did you how did you scale that though like how did you go where was the, what was the step after you went from oh man i made 12 grand to I mean, six figures a month. That's a, a fairly large jump. Well, it was when I realized that, uh, so when I, my first couple of wholesale deals, I did it directly from the MLS. Um, directly from the MLS, because you could do things like that in a place like Detroit, you know? Yeah. Um, when I got into Inland Empire, I realized, I mean, you know, California, you're not getting no deals on the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, really. any, not anything under a half a mil. So I just started uh, cold calling. You know, um, I bought a list from ListSource. I bought a list from ListSource. Um, we, we, we got some young, hungry guys. At first, it was just one other person. And we're like, yo, bro, just we bought this list. We already paid for it. We skip traced it to get everyone's information. Just call. Just, just call all day. <laughs> and, then, and then he did that, you know. And um, at the time, we didn't know what a dialer system was, nothing like that. So we were calling directly from our phones, just just all day, just nonstop banging out this list that we paid like $5,000 for. And um, we ended up getting deals like that. Uh, yeah. We ended up 
$25,000 deal. And that was my first direct to seller deal. And I was like, wow, like we don't have to go through any agents. That's super dope. Um, we can negotiate as low as we want. And then um, from there, I started doing something that you're very powerful at doing. And that is networking. <laughs> I, started, I, started, I started networking. So I would, uh, I would reach out to you know, some of the top wholesalers on, um, that I saw on Instagram. And I was like, hey, hey, bro, do you mind if I come to your office for a little bit? I'll, I'll pay you for your time. And, um, you know, these guys were, were, you know, they would let me come to the office. I would see how their operation ran. And I'll ask them a couple questions. I, I, I flew out to different, mind you, I was still active duty at the time. And I flew out, like, on, on weekends to, like, meet up with these guys. Like, um, I met up with some, some, one of the big guys in Arizona. Then I flew out to Tampa um, where I met the guy who actually – He's the one that actually helped me like perfect the wholesaling. And obviously I, I, I change things every month, you know, with this business, things constantly change, but he's the one that really helped me dial in and like run my business, like as organized as I do. Um, how would I say he's the one that helped me get my business predictable. Um, his name is uh, Rafael Vargas. Um, he, he was doing like 600, 700,000 a month in wholesaling at the time. I don't know where he's at to now, but he was, uh, he was the one that introduced me to it. I was like, dog, I need a, I need to be part of, um, you know, I need, I need, a, I need you to teach me one-on-one. He was like, he, he also had like one of those courses that he sells, you know, but I, I, I got scammed when I first started. I was a little nervous. I was like, ah, I don't, I don't, I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't know, man. I told him, I'm like, I don't know, bro. I'm a little fishy with buying stuff from people. No offense. I mean, like, I know that it works for you because he was very transparent. He took me to his office. He had all his stats uh, on, a, on a TV screen so all his team could see it, how many deals were under contract, how many were assigned. So it was cool that I didn't have to pay nothing for him to let me come to his office. Um, started networking with a few of his students, and all of his students were out here in Tampa. That's actually one of the reasons I moved to Tampa. Um, but they were all out here, and they were all making like 200 300K a month wholesaling. And I was like – you know what? I could learn something from this guy. So I ended up paying him something that was like, I think, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think I 15,000 I paid him to be part of his little like mastermind group. Yeah. Um, literally the week after, the, the following week, I, I closed a $25,000 deal of using the, the systems that he used. And um, that's really where I got my, my, my systems from. So, um, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, cold calling campaigns. Um, with virtual assistants. I do SMS campaigns, you know, text blast. And yeah. I do his voicemails, um, all of that. And that, that's how I'm able to enter markets relatively quickly, you know. And uh, in the last year alone, uh, we were able to grow into four different markets. Man, that's awesome. And so you said a couple of things in there that I just want to queue up on in case listeners yeah. might have missed it because you said it subtly. So the first, the first being when you said networking, what a lot of people think of when they hear networking is like, you know, hey, saying hi, shaking hands, high fiving, you know, or maybe Zoom calls right now because we're social distancing, <laughs> quote unquote. But uh, I always tell people like, social, you know, networking is about adding value and building relationships, right? That's, that's how you network. And what you did is you freaking paid for an airplane to ride your happy ass wherever it was that you wanted to meet someone and show up. And I'll tell you that in all the time I've been networking, I've had a few people that that was all they brought to the table. And I'm not saying that that's like a bad thing, but I've had several people who showed up and were like, hey, by the way, I'm in your town. Can we grab food? And, and that may have been coincidence or they may have actually gone out of their way to show up. I'm not going to tell them no, 
people people will hit you up all the time online and they're like, hey, you know, can you can you do this with me? Can you talk to me about this? Can I get this from you? But like the moment you're like, hey, motherfucker, I showed up in your city on an airplane for you. <laughs> someone's going to give you the time of day, right? Like that speaks volumes. So I think that's really cool. I think that that to me is probably, I mean, not necessarily the biggest takeaway, but like so far, like that's huge is that you were dead serious. I think that's very, I think that's very important. Um, because like you said, most people think is networking is, Hey, I'm gonna give you my business card that you're probably going to toss out. And here's my name, you know, like, uh, whereas it, it shouldn't be like that, you know, um, you should like, figure out like how these? you add value. Yeah. <laughs> you that's know, my you, stack of people I may or may not follow up with. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, uh, like you should always look how you can provide value to somebody. And people always think that means money. That, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean money. Like, for example, the way me and you met, you know, we, it was at a, it was at a networking event. You handed me a business card. I was like, Oh bro, you, you do meetups. I have an office. Let's do a meetup at my office. That was a value exchange. We were like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Look, we're exchanging some value, some form of value. Yeah. And then you moved all the way across the country and it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say on that topic that I freaking loved your office. So I show up at this, so you think office, right? Like this guy's like, yeah, hey, come to my office. I'm like, okay, cool. I figure like, oh yeah, you know, an office. Like, yeah, it was cool. But his office was like three or four dudes who had, I mean, windows with, with not chalk, but whatever those uh, chalk pen type things are where there were inspirational <laughs> quotes drawn on windows and, and stats drawn on windows. And it was like, if I was to be in like a, a COC on deployment and it was like, TVs and, and stuff all over the place where it's just like, yeah, this guy's straight up drawing stats and things on the window. And I, I freaking loved it. The vibe in your yeah, office was just a bunch it, of dudes trying to crush the world. It was I cool. You should check out the office now, bro. We got a, we got a 5,000 square foot office here in Tampa, bro. I would, I would say that I'd fly out to Tampa to come network, right but uh, I'm pretty sure I'd end up in the brig. So <laughs> there's all kinds of rules about that right now. I'm not going anywhere for a while. Man, it's a mess. But all right, so you get into this, you start cold calling, you start text blasting. And I mean, you jump in all these. So I guess my question for you is, I mean, we could talk like actionable steps and stuff, but we should do some YouTube videos on that at some point. But uh, what, what are you seeing right now with how people are reacting to stuff? Like, what have you noticed as far as uh, your, your business with real estate right now? I think that the biggest virus affecting people is not COVID-19. I think the biggest virus affecting people right now is fear. Mm, say it ain't so. Everybody is acting scared as hell right now for no goddamn reason. I'm not, let me take that back. I'm not saying it's not for a reason, right? But what I look, what, the way I live my life, the way I, I run my business is I focus on what I can control. I can't control what's going on in the world right now. I can't control what the government's going to do. I can't control what COVID-19 is going to spread to. Um, I can't control how I'm handling my business, though. So something that I am seeing right now, you know, as a wholesaler is people who texted us, fuck off, I don't want to sell my house uh, two months ago, are texting us, hey, how much do you think my house is worth now? <laughs> so. Um, you know, people that were like, wow, you're trying to lowball me are now calling us back saying, hey, can you really sell my house in 30 days? <laughs> you know, um, so I think what, what's happened right now is that we, we switched from a seller's market to a buyer's market, um, in my opinion. So right now, picking up properties is easy. The, pre the people I have to cater to now as a wholesaler 
are my buyers, which I deal with nothing but cash buyers. And I have a list of cash buyers. So the way I'm dealing with that is, um, you know, I got my, my dispositions manager. He calls cash buyers all day, every day. And he's like, hey, what do you think about the market? What's your criteria? Um, are you still buying? Right. So we know when we get a deal, we already know who to sell it to. And uh, that's how I've been kind of adapting to the, the change in market right now. Yeah, I think that's smart. And we were talking before we recorded. I just got a duplex for, uh, I think it was like 15, 20%. I think it was 17% off what I what I figured market value was for it before I negotiated. And I got it for like 20% discounted just because they listed it low. They were they wanted to get out. And this is an MLS listing with nothing wrong with it. Currently, list, currently occupied, like assuming nothing comes back on the inspection, this is a turnkey rental property that is going to cash flow me 300 bucks a month that I got for dirt cheap. Absolutely. So, you know, it's awesome. People got to take advantage right now. They, uh, too many people are just thinking with so much fear in their mind that they're not, they're not realizing the, the big opportunities going on right now within the real estate market. Yeah. I think, I think the reality is, you know, I mean, maybe be a little bit more concerned, like I'm going to budget more conservatively for vacancy, but other than that, nothing's going to change about my strategy. Absolutely. And, and that's what most buyers have been doing. They're like, hey, I'm a little more conservative now, but if it makes sense, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. How that's how it. So, all right, you got to tell me about your, uh, because you mentioned this and people are going to be like, yeah, that's easy to say, but you know, oh, whatever. You got to tell me about this deal you made. Was it two weeks ago? Your, your biggest one yet? Oh, yeah, man. Matter of fact, let me pull it up on my phone. Real quick. <laughs> I saw this on your Instagram, but I was like, Damn, man, that's, I mean, that one deal is your freaking salary when you're a Marine as a, as a, as a, you, you exited as a sergeant or corporal? As a sergeant. Yeah. So that one deal was your salary the last year you were in the Marine Corps. Yeah, it was, let me find it real quick. Let me find it real quick for the audience. I have to. <laughs> it was crazy. So I got this property locked up in uh, Inland Empire in Mentone. I don't even know where Mentone is, by the way. That's the funny part. Uh, so we got this property locked up in Mentone. And we ended up closing this uh, $72,000 deal, $72,000 on one assignment. And it was a seven day close. Man. So I actually put it on my, on my Instagram. Oh man. I don't think you can see that. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. 71250. Man. <laughs> so, so we closed a $72,000, three weeks. Um, it, was, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was crazy. We signed it right away. Um, we got on the phone with the seller. Uh, he was from Louisiana, owned the property in Mentone. And he was like, hey, um, I need to sell this house as soon as possible. <laughs> We're like, hey, no problem. Um, we ran our numbers. The comps, you know, I'm, I, I, I give myself wiggle room to negotiate. So I started my negotiations at like 70000 to start off. And he said, all right, let's do it. And I said, oh, okay. So... Uh, you know, we send the contract, everything we do is virtual. So we send the, we send the agreement via DocuSign. We signed it. Um, we found the buyer and wanted to buy it for 142,000. And I was like, it, it, it was crazy because I couldn't believe it was actually happening. Even the day that we were supposed to close in my head, I was like, nah, something's good. Something's up with this one. I don't know. And I mean, we <laughs> ended up closing it. Um, so it's crazy. There's still opportunities out there, guys, with everything going on. Yeah. And what I think is crazy about that and well, I mean, that whole deal is awesome, but what's even crazier about that is what you mentioned. Again, it's the subtle thing you said. You don't even know where that place is. So people think that to wholesale, you got to drive for dollars. You got to be there. You got to be knocking on doors and certainly all of that works. 
But that's what I loved about when I was talking. I went to your office. We didn't even mention this. Your office was in Carlsbad. And yeah. you, don't, you didn't wholesale in Carlsbad. You wholesaled in Inland Empire, which is what, an hour and a half, two hours north? So you set up shop not even close to where your original market was. You, you, for all that I know, up until now living in Tampa, I don't think you've ever lived in one of the markets that you actually wholesaled in. Never. Even now that I live in Tampa, I don't do anything in Tampa. See, I love that. Why'd you move to Tampa? Oh, my, the, the, the person who originally told me how to wholesale, he lived out here. He was like, yo, bro, let's get out here, make some moves happen. And uh, my network was just a lot bigger over here. Like, I love networking. Um, I, I like taking advice. And, and I think everyone, I think everyone should do this. I like taking advice from people who have the results that I want. And there was a whole lot of that out here. You know, 27, 28-year-old multi-millionaires out here in Tampa. And I was like, I, I have to go over there. And like now that I got, I got here, my, my, net, my network's been crazy since I've been here. Um, so yeah. it was, uh, I didn't really see a lot of room, room for growth for me in San Diego. Um, everyone was a lot older. They were like, you know, I had, no offense to anybody watching this, you know, they were like in their 50s. <laughs> and, and that's cool, right? They, they had a lot of wisdom to share with me. But I want to learn from the guy who's a multimillionaire at 27. Because I want to be a multimillionaire at 27. So I'm like, I, I got to learn from that guy because he did it. So he could teach me how to do it, you know. And I'm turning 24 in about seven days. So I still got three mm. years to catch up to them. <laughs> oh, man. I turned 30 a few weeks ago and you're running circles around me. <laughs> Woo! We'll be back with the show in just a minute. But I wanted to take a brief second and say that, look, you are already obviously investing in yourself by listening to this podcast. But if you can't figure out how to get past all that daunting crap that you just don't know how to sort through and you're trying to get started in real estate investing and you're just stuck. I, I mean, it happens to all of us. It's daunting. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know everything there is to know and you don't know really where to find all the information. So that is why I created the Real Estate Investing for Beginners 0 to 1 course, which is solely designed to get you from, I want to invest in real estate to, holy crap, I have a rental and it's cash flowing. And this course is not going to be anything super complicated that you won't be able to understand. It is just designed to teach you how to build a team, find investments, finance investments, conduct due diligence, close on the investment, and then operate it so that you can enter the real estate investing world smoothly. So if that sounds like something that interests you, definitely check out the link below and it's cheap as hell right now. No, but I think that's cool. And I think, and you had mentioned original uh, when we talked a while back that the, one of the other reasons was just that the cost of living in Tampa was, was lower. So you realized that you could cut expenses and do much more. And I, I thought that was cool. You were like, yeah, my whole team can do this more successfully, live cheaper. And that was a smart move all around. Yeah, absolutely. And that was before things got crazy. I, I just already knew I wanted to use more marketing dollars <laughs> instead of paying. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So what, what other stuff have you been dabbling with? Because I know that you're, you're messing around with some other stuff. So what does the future of Mr. Monopoly look like? I think I'm always going, I, I'm, so I'm always going to be wholesaling because there's always, there's always going to be cash buyers. And if there's always cash buyers, they're always going to be looking for deals. And I want to be that solution provider. Um, you know, I got the systems and processes in place now where I could take a step back from that. Um, my next, my next hands-on, my next hands-on project is going to be storage facilities. I'm going to be very hands-on with that. Um, but right now in this marketplace, what I've been doing with, uh, my money, 
Um, I got an Amazon store right now. Um, I paid somebody. Yeah, we were going to talk about that. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll get nah, that. Yeah, I, I paid somebody. Um, I paid somebody to do some Amazon automation for me. Um, it was it was it was pretty pricey, but um, it's, it, I look at it as having a rental property on steroids. Because I, I actually paid uh, thirty thousand for this Amazon store <laughs> for Amazon automation, um, but I make about two thousand and some change on it right now monthly. And um, that's not even scaled up. Um, when it scales up, I'm going to make a lot more. So it's like it beats the hell out of any rental property I had. And um, that's where the world is going. I mean, with, with this whole COVID-19 thing, you know, uh, Amazon was able to take up a large part of the market because nobody wants to go out and shop. Everyone's ordering online. Um, so I saw that as that opportunity. You know, while everyone's cutting back, Jeff Bezos actually just said he wants to hire 100,000 people this month. Like Amazon's going to take over the world eventually. So I, I had to have something with Amazon going on. So what does that look like when you say you, uh, you built a, you built a store, are you, uh, are you doing like, is it drop shipping or are you selling, uh, are you like, what, what are you doing with that? It's, it's a, it's drop shipping. It's Amazon drop shipping. Um, so I actually like going back to the whole, you know, your network is your net worth, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody out here in, uh, in Tampa who, uh, they work with like NBA clients and stuff like that, like high net worth individuals. And um, because Amazon only lets you have like one store, like two stores, you can't have a lot of stores. So what they do is uh, they set up stores for other people and then they do a profit split, 75, 25. Um, so I ended up just paying this dude <laughs> like, uh, to set up an Amazon store for me. And my only like it's the most handled investment I ever had. I, my only responsibility is every two weeks when Amazon pays me out, I got to send him his 25 percent. And that's literally it besides that it's been running on autopilot it's been going pretty good and um i'm not not only do i make money off amazon but on i have a credit card on file with them right so you you have to fulfill orders and every two weeks amazon pays you out right so i have my costco city rewards card and um, i get double the points on that so i make an extra fifteen hundred dollars just a month just on the reward points and um i'm thinking about actually putting a, a, a airline card on there so I could just rack up some travel points. It's getting paid out in full every two weeks. Man, I love it. See, that's that entrepreneur mentality. So I, I think the running theme here that I'm picking up is that if you want something or you want to meet someone, you freaking go there and you, you don't make excuses. And if you want to make something happen, like you're thinking about how do I make this happen, right? And I think that's cool and that's powerful. Like that's what's making, I mean, there's a lot of stuff making you successful, but like the fact that you have no problem dropping everything to go somewhere new because you think that's where the people that you can learn from are or you think that's what you know someone else who has already done it is doing i think that's pretty pretty freaking smart that's powerful absolutely and it goes back to the saying you know if you have four broke friends you're probably gonna be the fifth one <laughs> if you have four rich friends it's hard to not be the fifth one right because let's say that you know, I was cool with you and four of, uh, of your other friends, right? You guys are always going to do business. So as long as I can help you out, I'm, I'm always going to have money in my pocket. I'll be like, yo, Dave, if I can find you a deal, you're going to pay me out? You'll be like, hell yeah, if it makes sense. Yeah. Right? So it's hard to, to not make money when you have people around you that have big problems that you can solve and get paid big bucks for solving it. That's, my- I like it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's huge. They say there's like the two, the two ways to make money, right? Or to, I mean, there's all kinds of ways, but like you, you have a solution that will help a whole lot of people, or you have a big solution that will help a few people in a big way. And it's like that trade-off and yeah, solving some big problems for people is 
for the right people, especially that can be powerful. Facts. That's a fact. Man, that's cool. So you're doing Amazon. You're doing, and by the way, uh, remind me when we get off this call, I got to hook you up with someone as far as storage units go. I got a buddy who owns two or 3,000 of them. So um, yeah, he's, he's one, of my, one of my two realtors uh, in my market. So he's a good dude. Um, but yeah, and he's, he's young too. Uh, smart guy. So uh, anyway, man, that's cool. I love it. And I love the fact that this is all within you know a year or well, two of you getting out of the Marine Corps. <laughs> it is crazy, man. So, you know, I'm super excited to see where the future, you know, what the future has in store for you and stay in touch and everything. But um, you got any more events going on? I know you, uh, you did an event in New York not too long ago. I mean, obviously maybe not a live event right now, but what's the event world look for you in the future? Man. So I had this real estate event I was going to do in uh, Arizona. And it was only going to be 50 bucks. You know, I don't, I don't try to make money off events. I'm a very social person, bro. I like, I like if, if teachers were millionaires, I would be a teacher instead of a real estate investor. I, I, like I, love, I love teaching. I love seeing that aha moment when, uh, when somebody speaks, you know? Um, so I was, you know, 50 bucks for an event. I had like multi-million dollar speakers from different industries come in well all in the real estate industry but all different you know um uh, fix and flippers airbnb hosts um private money lenders hedge fund managers like i really had a whole bunch of knowledge coming and then i got a call from our venue that said hey due to covid19 you can't uh <laughs> we can't have a gathering of over 50 people and we were expecting 300 so we're like wow um so i canceled it until recently and now i'm actually going to do it online um, we're still going to have some major speakers come through and it's going to be absolutely free, um, free of cost. Link is in my bio. I'll go over how you can find it later. Oh yeah. That's smart. Yes. Yeah, so we, we were doing a, uh, the first ever like all military speaker lineup for similar, like a real estate conference, you know, it was going to have like a little bit of every niche for real estate, all, all military guys, uh, a buddy of mine was hosting it. And, uh, you know, I was helping him plan it and same thing, totally canceled. We got to go virtual, which virtual is still better than nothing, but you know, it's, it's not the same. So the goal is, Hey, we, we get some people and then next year, next year we go live with it. Yeah. Nah, I feel you. I, I'm still, once this clears up, though, I'm going to be doing some events. I want to, I want to do it in a whole bunch of different cities. Well, let me know when you make it out this way, whether that's yeah. Arizona or San Diego or whatever, I'll come. We'll do so, it together soon. Hell yeah, man. I'm down. You know, I'm down. Awesome. All right. Well, I got a couple questions for you that I, I like to ask everyone before we wrap up. So the first is if an E1, E2 or, you know, 18, 19 year old was to walk up to you, ask you for advice, you only had a few moments. What would you tell them? I would tell them that, uh, you know, how you do, how you do, uh, how did that saying go? How you do anything? Oh, is yeah. Right. How you do anything is how you do everything. Right. But you know, Put, put in your effort to be a good Marine at whatever is it that you're doing because that discipline carries over. However, you always have to keep in mind, and I tell everybody this, um, the Marine Corps, the Air Force, the Army, whatever military branch you're in, it's like a bad marriage, right? You know that eventually what's coming is a divorce, right? It doesn't matter whether it's four years or 35 years, uh, you're going to get a divorce <laughs> from, from that marriage. Don't be that person who doesn't have anything for themselves when that divorce happens, right? Don't work 80 hours a week for somebody else and not work any hours on your own dreams. Um, 
So I guess how, to wrap that up is always do your own personal development as well. Uh, develop as an entrepreneur, as a person, not only as just a Marine or whatever branch of service you're in. I like that. I'd never thought of it. I'd never heard that. You know, I always tell people like you always need to be looking for preparing yourself for the transition because when it happens, it's not going to be easy. You know, I'm, I'm not there yet. I haven't transitioned yet, but I've built myself a purpose. So I think I'll be all right. But I had never thought about it like that. Like you're getting divorced. So you better have something for yourself. I like that. All right. So what is one resource, a book, course, website, whatever, you know, $40,000 guru course uh, that, you would, <laughs> that you would recommend to anyone looking to get started in real estate? No guru, no guru courses out here. Bro. <laughs> um, I think, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you could attest to this. I think Bigger Pockets is a, is a dope uh, free um, thing you could check out. Um, as far as resources go, though, I'll be honest with you. Um, when it comes to wholesaling, or even fixing and flipping sometimes. I don't really like books. I feel like books only like touch on the basic concepts. I don't think like you can actually go full fully in um, to actionable steps. And that's just, my, that's just my opinion. Some people might disagree. Um, I think your biggest resource is social media, right? Social media can be a tool or it can be a burden. And I think if you use it as a tool, that's what you'll get, right? Um, be more matter of factly with what you want to do with your social media, right? Follow entrepreneurs, reach out to them, see how you can provide value to them. And you'll get, you'll be able to get knowledge from people who are doing what you want to do. And if you provide value, you'll be doing it for free. I mean, you'll, you'll be getting this information for free. Um, I'll just figure out how to provide value. I remember when I was like 16 years old, um, my first ever mentor had nothing to do with real estate. It was this guy at my boxing gym who he had a Rolex and a dope tracksuit. So I thought he was like the richest person in the world. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey bro, I don't know what you do, but like you got a dope watch and I, like, I'll work for you if you, if you need me to. And I was 16 years old. And, um, he actually ended up being like, he ended up, he, 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 how do I describe it? He did events like big soccer games. He used to hire soccer teams and stuff. And he was like, you know what, bro, look, here's 500 soccer tickets. Sell these for me. I was like, okay, cool, simple enough. And I was out there selling these soccer tickets. I didn't know anything about soccer, but that's how he wanted me to provide him value. I said, all right, cool. And that's what I did. And he ended up, you know, being one of my first ever mentors who actually changed my mindset on money. Um, so fig figure out how you can provide value to people out there. Um, there's people out there that were. That's really cool. And that's smart. So I will say, um, I don't know if you're the youngest person I've had on the podcast, but you're one of. And, uh, I, I was going to make some joke about spoken like a true millennial when you say social media, but you're spot on, man. Like I have built some very powerful relationships through social media and people, you know, I get hit up all the time. Like, Oh, what's the secret to growing your social media? Well, it's really difficult. Let me tell you the secret. If you get in real close, uh, it's being social. Like, <laughs> freaking talk to people, share their stuff. If you like what they're posting, share it, comment on it engage with it and you'll build you can build relationships just by doing that and i mean a true like a case in point there's a 17 year old in san diego named ryan who if he's watching this you know good autumn but if not other people might know who he is but the dude has i mean he's already had some pretty massive success with drop shipping with some other some other stuff very entrepreneur minded but he saw me post about something that i was uh trying to figure out and he started doing it for me for free um, you know, and 
whether whether I keep going with him doing it for me for free or not, because I have a virtual assistant now who may be able to do it for me. Uh, who cares? Like just the act of doing that, I'm going to stay in touch with this guy forever, right? Like he's proven, yeah, he's proven that he's an action taker. And the other thing with that, and this is where a lot of people misstep, I think, is you get this chance, right? You finally get in to talk to this guy or girl and they give you a task like sell 500 tickets and then you don't follow through. Well, you might've just blown your shot. So, you know, people don't always, um, like I've gotten a network with some pretty high level people. And part of the reason for that is when they give me an idea, I run with it. And if it works out great, and if it doesn't work out great, they saw that I went for it. And that's, I think, I mean, for me, like if you ask me for help and then I give you advice and then you don't do it, like, why am I going to help you the next time? You're not, you're not going to take action on it. You say that about that kid Ryan. So I, I actually have I have a Ryan on my team. He was 17 when he reached out to me. Um, his name is Lewis. Um, he reached out to me on on Instagram for a long time, and I'll be honest, I didn't respond to him for a while. So what he did is he reached out to my partner Levi. Um, Levi told him, "Hey, come to the office. Um, come cold call." And he came, started cold calling. Um, and he became like he was an asset to our business, like because. He, he, not only that, he, he just graduated high school at the time. He had a job at In-N-Out. He was still showing up. Um, I was like, yo, this, this kid is good. Um, yeah, I'm going to put him on this position so he could talk to cash buyers instead. He took that role and ran with it. Like, he's such an asset in my team. I, I wouldn't be able to run the disposition side without him. And now, you know, at, at 18 years old, he had just turned 18. He moved across the country. He lives out here in Tampa now, a nice little gated community. His own freedom. He just got paid like seven grand off that $70,000 deal. And it all started with him using that social media to reach out to me. He knew that he could provide some value to me. And now, like, he's an integral part of the team. Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's cool. And it's cool to see you're giving back like that already. That's what's up. Well, I say giving back, but I think I should just say, like, recognizing the, you know, and, and affording, <laughs> affording opportunities. Because, I mean, that's all it is, man. You recognize people who got, who got some hunger and you, you take a shot on it and, You'd be surprised. I, I like the first thing you said that, what is it? The Celestine prophecy. I'm gonna go check that out. Like, Amazing. I think that's a really cool concept. Changed my life forever. Like yeah. now, if, a, if a topic comes up too many times, I act on it ever since I read that book. I have to, <laughs> I don't feel right. If I don't, <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay. So, uh, before we wrap this up, is there anything you'd like to add? Any big ideas, parting advice? Oh man, I guess my biggest advice. And honestly, I tell this to everyone who asks me, for any advice period is like, I think you guys need to figure out what your point A is and what your point B is and figure out what vehicle is going to connect that point A to point B. And then once you figure that out, make your point B bigger. Cause I promise you, you're not thinking big enough already. Right. And uh, I'll give you an example of that, bro. It's funny. Um, I actually saw this interview and I forgot who was interviewing this lady, but she he was like, Hey, if you had all the money in the world, all the money in, in the world, and you can buy anything. What would you do? What's the first thing you're doing? And she was like, hey, I'm going to go on a shopping spree to Italy to buy from Louis Vuitton directly. I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. And, but the, the, the guy that was interviewing her, he was like, you're not thinking big enough. You have all the money in the world. You can buy anything. Why don't you buy Louis Vuitton? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, shit, you got a point. And ever since then, I always challenge myself to think bigger because if I fall short of a big goal, I still fall up pretty high. I like that. 
So that's what I, that's my advice, guys. Figure out what your point A is, where you are now. Figure out what your point B is. Figure out how you want to get there and then make your point B bigger. Hell yeah. All right. Where can people get a hold of you? Um, the best way to get a hold of me is my Instagram. I, I'm not on YouTube yet. I got to get on your level, bro. Your YouTube is you're killing <laughs> YouTube, bro. Um, well, hey, we'll do some videos together. Let me know. We'll collab. But um, you can reach out to me on, on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is jay.monopoly. So j.monopoly. And I will obviously link to that down below in the show notes. Man. Jay, I look forward to seeing where you're at and, you know, when you get to be my old age in six years, it's, uh, five years, six years. I don't know, whatever. You're 23, 23 right now. Yeah. yeah. So six years in a week. Oh yeah. That's, uh, man, you're crushing it, dude. Keep it up. I appreciate that, bro. For real. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. This has been fun. Well, my brother, it was a pleasure, bro. Thanks for having me and thanks for letting me, uh, you know, drop some value. I hope uh, you guys got some value for me being here. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarytomillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.